Hi there, we really hope you enjoy this teaching from the Message Trust. To find out more about all the exciting things we're doing, check out our website, message.org.uk. Are we getting a little bit excited? We should get excited about the thought of a, a wave of salvation amongst young people. I just want to share some of the background to this thing. We're going to have some more worship. We're going to hear from Danielle Strickland. We'll have some more performances. But primarily, this thing isn't about bands and data companies and schools missions and, and passion. It's actually about Jesus Christ who must be known in this generation. Somebody's got to say, we're going to go for broke. We're going to give it everything we've got. I'm feeling like, you know, I'm at that point in my life where maybe I've only got another 27 years. You know, like when I look back to that funny young man on the video screen before, I want to make them count. And I believe God is doing something in his church where we're feeling the same. What's the point of living if we're not seeing people come to Christ? 12 months ago, we had a guy called John Bunjo come to the message. He's like this amazing uh, prophet from Uganda. And uh, he hears the Lord. He leads a movement of thousands of churches in a 24-7 prayer thing. And he phoned me up and he said, Andy, I've been fasting and praying and God's given me a word for the Lord for the message. And I'm like, when he says that, I listen. And so I gathered the whole team. And his word he gave in May last year was that it's all going to the next level. God's leading you into a season of open doors. And, and God's going to do some extraordinary things, the measure of which you've not seen before, not even dreamt of. And he pointed to me. I was sat on the front row getting all excited about it. And he said, and you, Andy, you need to get away and seek the Lord. And what he meant, of course, was, you know, 21 days fasting and praying in the desert or something. But I'm like looking at my diary thinking, oh no, I've got no time to get away and seek the Lord. So, but I managed to carve out two days, are you impressed? And I ate. <laughs> but the Lord was unbelievably kind. I was driving down to the Lake District just for this two-day retreat to seek the Lord on the back of what John Bunjo had said. And, and I was listening to a pastor from Manchester called Paul Hallam. Anybody from the Lighthouse Church here? There you go. So a great church here in Manchester. And the Lighthouse Church is called the Lighthouse Church because of Isaiah 60. And this whole talk was about Isaiah 60. And um, arise, shine, for your lights come. And I got so fired up about just this faith filled, this man talking about 17 people in his church, but God spoke and now he has one of the largest churches in Manchester and ministry all over the world, working with the poorest of the poor. And he started sharing about Romanian orphanages that his church was working with and work among the Dalit community in India, the poorest of the poor. And I had this thought as I'm driving down the road, I thought, you know what, if we could just sell that house, I'd love to give Paul Allen some money. And we've been trying to sell this house for 14 months. Some of our ex-offenders who are working on our businesses have done this house. So it was beautiful. There's nothing wrong with us. But it was killing our cash flow that we couldn't sell it. And I thought, if we could just sell that house, I'd love to give Paul some money. I'm not exaggerating. My, my car phone, hands-free, honestly, went off about 30 seconds, maybe a minute later. And the phone call was, Andy, we've got a cash buyer full asking price for your house. And the day before, we'd reduced the price by 10 grand and the buyer didn't even know. So they gave us the full, full asking price. And I'm telling you, as I'm driving along, it was like God going, me, 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 I want your attention, boy. I want your attention. I went to the Lake District, wandered in the hills in a beautiful Lake District, praying and trying to hear from the Lord. I came back to my... Um, 
to my bedroom in this hotel and I put my Bible on the bed and I was going to read through Romans. I've been journeying through Romans and I put my Bible on the bed and honestly it fell open on Isaiah 60. I'm like, whoa. I had the most incredible time with God I've had in about 15 years. I mean, the last 27 years of ministry just unfolded before my eyes as I, I read Isaiah 60 and I felt like the Lord said, Arise, shine. In Isaiah 60, it says, Assemble my people, says the Lord, and I will come. It goes on to say, John Bunger had said it's, a, it's a, a, year, a, a season of open doors, and it says your gates will open and stay open day and night. It says the least will become a thousand, the smallest a mighty nation. And we've been maybe the last five years investing a lot of energy in, the, in what you could say is the least, the smallest you know, the hardest to reach in prisons and tough communities and partnering with churches on these schools missions. And we haven't do, done so many big gigs, but I felt faith come in that hotel room in, um, in Windermere just for something big again. And Isaiah 60 finishes by saying, in its time, I'll do this swiftly, says the Lord. And honestly, I felt God as I'm praying and reading the Bible say like, it's time, Andy. It's time to step out with stupid faith to believe for an extraordinary number of young people come to Christ, to, to call the church together again, to go for it like never before. A turning in our tide, in our generation. And I came back fired up. I, I shared this with some of our leadership team and our trustees and a few friends who were church leaders. And there was a real sense of, yes, it is time because there's been a swing in our generation. There has, hasn't there? A good one towards social engagement. It's beautiful what the church is doing with food banks and, and reintegration of ex-offenders and debt relief. Of course, it's the sort of stuff Christians do. It's the gospel, isn't it? We can't call ourselves Christians if we don't care for the most vulnerable and marginalized. But alongside that track, we need some people who will boldly proclaim the gospel. You know, we'll preach it with everything they've got to the masses. And, and so we got a vision to preach it. And we thought, yeah, let's book these big arenas and, and let's try and do hundreds of schools missions, working in partnerships, starting here in Manchester, but all over the nation for five years. And then I'm, I'm praying about this and I saw this quote. Who's that old fellow there? <laughs> I saw this quote and something gripped my heart. This is a, a, a Polytechnic Institute in America. If just 10% of the population holds an unshakable belief, their belief will be adopted by the majority. And I thought, wow, imagine if we could get over 10% of the young people, not just decisions, you know, disciples, maybe the messed up culture that's screwing up our young people, you know, all the suicide and self-harm and eating disorders and all the rubbish that Satan is forcing on our young people, don't you think? And a lot of it's through screen culture. There's never been a youth mission in this nation in this day of screen culture. What an opportunity. Maybe we could see 10% of the young people in our nation. Maybe we won't do it, but what about having a go? You know, what about having a go? And you know what the number is to see 10%? We reckon 200,000 school pupils. And I'm like, God, could we see a culture-changing number of young disciples? Not people just sticking their hand up in gigs, and, but actually people who fall in love with you, who get passionate about you and passionate about your cause, who are passionate for the poor and the marginalized, but they're passionate to preach the gospel. And I decided that, you know what, I'm not going to preach at any of these gigs. I'd love to. But, you know, I'm a 54-year-old bloke. 
I decided I'm going to invest my life in raising up young evangelists. So I have a bunch of young evangelists around me and they're going to multiply out young evangelists. And there's evangelists all over this nation who are right now kind of under the radar starting to gather young preaching evangelists, girls and lads, who are going to preach the gospel again, who are going to stick it on a stand and see what happens, who are faithfully, with clarity, going to preach that Jesus is alive. He made the world, he loves the world, he died for the world, he rose again and conquered sin and death and he's coming back to judge the world. He's God and he deserves all the praise and all the worship. It's all about him. The world's got to know that. The world's got to know that. And so we've taken it very, very seriously. Just what disciples looks like what true followers of Jesus who who multiply it and uh, you've seen Ben on the screen there and there's another guy we've taken on full-time called Tom and they're just investing their lives how do we work in screen culture how do we partner with local churches because there's no way this is going to work without hundreds and hundreds of local churches raising their game and partnering with us and with other youth agencies that are going to come to Manchester. And so Ben and Tom have put a little video together that will explain some of our thinking about discipleship. Because discipleship is absolutely at the heart of everything higher. We're not just looking to put on our newsletter, we had 200,000 decisions. We're looking to release 200,000 disciples. Is anyone excited about that? So just watch this screen. We believe in proclaiming the gospel, that Jesus Christ is still changing people's lives today. The gospel works. The problem sometimes with large-scale evangelistic events is that we can encourage young people to make a decision to follow Jesus and they have an authentic encounter with him, but we don't then effectively move forward with them, discipling them into the Christian life day by day, week by week. I'm reminded biblically of the story of Moses going into Egypt saying, let my people go to Pharaoh, and then leading them out of Egypt with Pharaoh hot on their tails, crossing the Red Sea in that exciting story. But of course, what happens next in that journey? We see 40 years of journeying in the wilderness, God refining his people, instructing them, giving them the law, the framework by which he wants them to live their lives. But of course, there's parallels for us today beginning of the process of being set free from what holds us back from knowing God. Let my people go so that they may worship me. That's what we want to see happen in the lives of these young people. But then that they would indeed journey with God, not in a wilderness, but in Christian community, in family, and sees genuine transformation come in their lives. Let's explore now what that looks like through Hire. We dream of Hire engaging deeply with the local church. We want to listen to you and figure out how on earth we can do this together as we want to partner with you. We want to give significant time and energy into building the best possible resources so that you can follow up all the young people that come to know Jesus through the Hire Tour. So let me walk you through the practicalities of how we're going to build this discipleship follow-up. The first stage is response clarification post-event, helping young people to understand what happened at the tour night. The second stage is a six-session youth leader-run course, laying some of the foundations of what it means to have faith in Jesus. Thirdly, is a spiritual formation course that again is run by youth leaders and is six sessions long, aimed at helping young people understand how to continue an ever-deepening and transformational relationship with God. We have a vision as well for the young people that you're already working with. We want them to feel like they own and are partnered with this vision. So to do that, we're going to run an event on the 20th of November 
where we're going to launch the vision to the young people that are already connected to church. We want them to be right at the heart of what we're doing. We're also going to run a training and prayer event on the 30th of January 2016, which will be a Saturday day conference, where we want to train and equip the young people in peer-to-peer evangelism, on feeling confident about inviting their friends, and also to plan with you, the youth leaders and the church leaders, on how the follow-up is going to take place and what role they can play. So hopefully you've got a feel for all the broad brushstrokes. There is so much in this process that is going to be dynamic and is going to grow over the next year or so. But we fundamentally believe that the best resource, it's not money, although that is important. It is the youth leaders and it's the people that are engaging with young people already across this city. The crux of the mission is the follow-up. It's the disciples, not the decisions on the night. Will you join us? So uh, Tom Butler had a little bit of a fan club there, I noticed. There they are. Life Church, wonderful. Um, So our heart in all this is partnership. So the young people who make decisions for Christ at the first four nights, we've got this venue booked for five nights next March. The young people who make decisions in the first four nights are going to be invited to a big celebration on the last night. They're going to be connected up with youth leaders. They're going to meet them. And the discipleship is going to start here. They're also going to get all sorts of resources to understand better what they've done through their phones and through their laptops. And and we're going to have an incredible time, I believe, of maybe seeing these 200,000 disciples. And many of them start here right here in Manchester. And we're determined all our discipleship is on the front foot of mission. We're not looking to just cuddle young people and work through their issues. We want to do that. We want to release them to be world changers, to have their own adventures in the name of Jesus. That's the the heart behind everything higher. So are you up for it? One thing you'll do if you like this idea, and I'd love it if everybody, you all got a pack like this, which is all kinds of information. Get hold of it now if you don't mind. And in that pack are two things. There's a pen and there's a response form. We want everybody here if at all possible, to fill out one of these response forms. Some of you, and there's a box for everybody to tick. Some of you want to partner your church. Some of you want to receive the prayer information. Later on this evening, we're going to have an offering, an offering of money towards this. But we want you to offer yourself as well. We can't do this on our own. The Manchester leg of higher will cost about £400,000, but we want to do three of these every year relentlessly for the next five years. Maybe you could say, I'm in tonight with a regular gift and I'm going to do everything I can to keep it going for five years so we can see the young people of this nation soaked in the gospel. Please would you consider that and you can even start filling it in. We'll have a, a time later on when baskets come round, but we need your details. Will you share it on social media? Spread the word. Say I went to this amazing gig and uh, it's all about Jesus and higher is coming. Make sure your, your church and leaders who weren't able to be here tonight are excited and enthused. Together, we can do this thing. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out message.org.uk to find out how you can support or even get involved with one of our teams. 